Hey, this is Jamie from Green River Ordnance. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. All right. Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, worldwide on our Facebook page at MW Lone Star. That's Morning's Lone Star right there. This is Dick Schistler. It is January 23rd of 2019. It's 932. We're a little late. I'm sorry, folks, but we're uh, now getting going. uh, It's just going to be us today. So if you want to join in, make sure to go to Facebook. Morning's Lone Star Facebook Live. Our video is up, and we're taking questions. We're also still taking submissions. That's right. This week's giveaway, uh, was it, were we leaving Yonkers? Lost. In lost Yonkers. in Yonkers. We are lost in Yonkers this weekend over at the Owen Theater with the Players Theater Company. We're giving away two tickets to either uh, either Friday, Saturday, Sunday show. All you have to do is just message us uh, via Facebook, Twitter, call in 936-647-3776. Or email us at mwls at irlonestar.com. Say, I want those tickets. And your name will be entered in the drawing. And at 1045 on Friday's show, we will draw your name. And then uh, one thing that's important about your submission is please leave a way we can contact you. So if you're going to call by phone, please leave your name and the, and the phone number or email address. If you're going to contact us by email, say, this is the email we need to be contacted by. A lot of people forget that and they go, yeah, well, where are my tickets? And that's like a week after the show so uh we need to be able to contact you right now uh it's 36 degrees outside 15 percent chance of snow and rain i saw a little snowflakes fall in my car today so it is uh possible the dreams are coming true and uh today's high is 49 the low is gonna be 30 so it's gonna be cold tomorrow it's gonna be sunny high of 60 tomorrow 35 and really not seeing any rain all the way through uh, next week, Wednesday. So uh, today is the only day we're going to possibly have snow. Uh, yeah, it is Wednesday. No guests except you. So welcome to Mornings Lone Star. Proud partners with Bean Punk Coffee, which is now located down the street at 330 Main Street. And they're open here in downtown Conroe. Their new location, uh, additional location, too, in Montgomery is going to be open, I believe, and within the week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, clean Sweep Office Cleaning and then Creative Content Creation C3Memories.com for, for being our creative partner. So, uh, cool. We are back. I know this week has been all about fake news and all about those kids in the Washington getting yelled at and all the... Stories are coming out finally because apparently real journalists won't do their jobs and the Twitter warriors and people are going out and doing their own due diligence. Uh, I found out some interesting things that uh, have come up about that Nathan Phillips guy and then also some other things about that school. And another one I wanted to kick it off today's show with is now NBC released an article uh, and and the headline is incredibly misleading. And it's it's almost like they don't care. They are really after those clicks. And now people, I think, are seeing it. The headline reads, Gay Valedictorian Banned from Speaking at Covington Graduation. Not surprised, in quotes, by DC Controversy. 
So NBC News released that article today. Uh, I think it was like last night or yesterday. But uh, I don't know, Sean. I know Sean's with me. And Sean, have you seen the article? Have you read the article? I have not read the full article. I'm playing some catch up this morning. But that headline is the most misleading thing ever. And I, I was actually I was awakened happily, I guess I should say, by friends of all ilks, of all political leanings, saying this is wrong. You know, it's misleading. Well, what's even crazier to me is you still have this, after all this video, that two-hour video or whatever, and people really have to take their time to watch it. Because I, I can say personally from my perspective, the only people who did anything like as a group wrong were those black Israelites in the sense of if you want to be mad at something. Because everyone seems to want to be mad at something when mm-hmm. it comes to this. And those are the only people who I could 100% say these people are wrong and they should be the ones being blamed, not blamed, but be mad at. Because you can argue that some of the kids were acting inappropriately. You can even argue some of the Native American groups were acting inappropriately with some of their random you know, shout-outs. But you can't disagree that the black Israelites weren't, didn't do anything like completely wrong because their language... Especially towards kids, I think that's what the. I think right. probably the craziest thing I'm taking away from the story is the continued narrative against children. Like these kids aren't like 18 because they were wearing. And of course, the school is being gone gone after in the diocese. Now let's explain the headline why it's misleading. Well, okay, I want you to explain it, but then I want to read you a quote of what this young man has followed up because they re-interviewed him. This is so they interviewed the gay valedictorian. The gay valedictorian. Okay. So you can you can tell why. So the headline indicates that at the school where these kids were from in the incident the other day, that the valedictorian of the graduating class within, you know, the either the upcoming graduating class or the most recent one was banned from giving a commencement address at this school because he was gay and that he is not surprised that uh, the, the students were, quote, misbehaving with Native Americans. That's the implication of the headline. That's what you read from it. I can't think he... And it's worded as such, that there are ways to say... So, in reality, this kid is not... Even with the school, it's under the diocese, which we have the Houston-Galveston diocese, so that's the... You know, it's dioceses are huge. And did if I'm remembering it right... He submitted a speech, and they said you can't. He was late submitting his valedictorian speech, so they said you had to go through a vetting process. So he was told he he couldn't give that speech because he was late in submitting it. And just to let folks know who are listening, that speech is available to read. So you can actually see if you think there's a real controversy of, you know, time is late, quotes, like, "Too too late, son. Well, Which, if there's a deadline, there's a deadline. Well, I, no, I'm saying like some people were saying that was the excuse, you know, the, the conspiracy theory. And then I, I think what's – and, of course, folks need to – it's almost like the people need to start doing their own investigations and stuff. Well, I want to read this quote to you because uh, this young man who's now 19, a freshman at University of Louisville, says he was not surprised at all. And it was only a matter of time that something this school community did would blow up to this degree. And I think they need to be held accountable. So it, I read that as 
when it says accountable, or is he, is, do you think he's more leaning like, oh, that instance at the Lincoln Memorial, they need to be held accountable for their actions? Or is he saying all these Catholic people need to be held accountable for their actions? My sense is the latter. Um, but here's the thing. That's my interpretation. I would like to know. I would like this kid to be interviewed to say, please clarify. And this is where I think reporters are falling down. There's no clarification. Yeah, yeah. You can give a soundbite. And this is, you know, here's, th this is going to sound funny coming out of my mouth. President Trump is the master of just throwing something out there. And dodging, you know, as when a reporter asks for clarification, he'll not fully clarify. No. He'll, he'll dodge it. So he's the master of that. And here's the thing. It takes like the Jim Acostas of the world to pin down the president. So, you know, people think I'm all anti, well, I think Acosta's a jerk, but I also think President Trump's an oaf. So in the middle, you know, you need a reporter who's got well, the cojones what, to say, Clarify, what do you mean by that? Where, what are you, you know, I've, I'm the best president in the universe. Okay, fine. How, give us some facts and figures. Please clarify this. And so the wrong questions are being asked, you know, like when Trump does something like that, it's just, you know, cost is just grandstanding. You need an old school reporter to, to demand a clarification until you get it uh, satisfaction. But if it hits you, the narrative that the network is trying to promote, yeah. It's, well, I mean, there's this, no this article clearly fits the narrative in a sense of right. people won't know what the difference between the Covington Catholic diocese is, and they think it's the same school, right? Because this was that was the craziest thing is this wasn't even the same school. This this kid was, you know, asked yeah, they not just to grabbed give a speech. A, they just grabbed this valedictorian from somewhere, going, "What are your thoughts about?" Well, I'm not surprised. Oh, can we quote you? Yeah, and then it's turned into this thing. Yeah, and it's it's kind of crazy to do that. But like, would you say this is the turning point? For those who pay attention to the news and they're seeing a certain, I would say, narrative or certain, they're trying to guide a certain idea. Yes. Because, I, no, like, think about all those people on Twitter saying this. I mean, it's crazy. These are kids. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's crazy to think that these famous, you know, these journalists, these leaders, like, even some of the representatives voted in representatives. And there were plenty of Republican yeah. uh media outlets and politicians jumping on the that's what I'm saying everyone's knee jerk reactioning now and it's like if you're if you I think the fear on a lot of people in this particular situation I think some republican outlets jumped on it before all the facts were out because if you hesitate then all of a sudden you're in law oh, so you support racism well, you, do did you? you see that twitter deleted or banned the accounts that originally shared the video well, that would be NBC News, CNN. No, no, no. This was the very, very, like, what started it. You how, the, the, how they picked it up. How NBC oh, yeah, it was, it it was Brazilian, wasn't it? It was some, yeah, it was some. Some Brazilian. They, they claimed it was some, you know, not, when I say Russian bots, no, it, it wasn't yeah, Russian. It was, but it was it, like. I think it was in Brazil where it started. So, I mean, it's kind of funny to me that their Twitter's that quick to react because they're kind of putting that stuff under the rug mm -hmm. as fast as possible. But. I mean, I really think this is a, a good example to bring forth an idea of, you know, changing the way we approach things in the sense of Twitter. And, like, Twitter's not banning any of these people who said, like, literally put these people in wood chippers. And, again, we're talking about children. Mm -hmm. And then, because uh, how old are these kids? How old is that one kid that stood? I think uh, 15 or 17. 15 or 17? Yeah, look that it's up. a uh, What's his name? Nick Sandman, and I believe it's two N's at the end of Sandman. I got it. 
But that's see, that's what kind of shocks me the most about this. Uh, he's seventeen, so and he's old enough to be put in a wood chipper, right? Metaphorically, what disheartens me is today when the context is out and it's become obvious that it was not what was originally propagated. You have politicians like Representative Island Omar um, from oh, Minnesota, yeah. or. She's not very nice. Influencers like Alyssa Milano, who say, nonetheless, uh, you know, Alyssa Milano said they were there. uh, They deserve what they got because they were there uh, promoting pro-life instead of pro-choice. Therefore, by their nature, they were bigots and racist. and, And so they deserved it. And to me, that's just like saying she wore high heels and a skirt. She deserves it. Um, absent or because it's like if you're against me, if you're not with me, you're against me. The so someone pro-choice and pro-life, of course, that battle's going to rage for forever. No yeah. one will ever be happy. No one, no one side will be happy. What's well, kind of like Palestine and Israel? Exactly, they happy. will never be happy because there will be some who says, "No, no, no, this, well, this is wrong." And so to say, my, you know, so by wanna, definition, if you're pro-life then you're a racist and a bigot. Well, I wanted to share a, a kind of a, a very similar story with you. Mm-hmm. Holly and I watched those documentaries about the Fry Festival. I don't know if you've ever heard of this festival, but it was a festival where they had it on an island, and basically the people who put it on, like, failed miserably. And they got to the Bahamas, and everyone got stuck there for a day, and there was no concert because the guy was a swindler, basically. He stole their money. Mm-hmm. But one of the interesting points of view that this documentary brought was the the power of an influencer because basically what they did is they paid like the Kylie Jenners and all those folks to post things. Yep. And then were they liable for what they were selling? Because like, for example, they did a like five-day video shoot for the promotional video with 10 of the top models and they, they used their social media accounts. Like that was part of their contract to... Mm-hmm entice people to buy tickets to this festival. So the uh, one of the lawyers who was talking about doing the class action lawsuits really is like, yeah, we really sat there thinking that we could potentially sue Kylie Jenner because she didn't put that it was an advertisement in her social media posts. So they were like, and that's what changed. Uh, mm-hmm. If you didn't that know that, sense. if you didn't know Instagram and them are now starting to require folks, I'm saying the same with YouTube, to put this was advertised and sponsored by. That's why we put little sponsor things. Which makes so, total sense. Because even like in Parade Magazine here, you've got the, the thing about the, the latest hearing aid or something, and it says advertisement in tiny lettering at the top. Because absolutely, there's a difference between suing, uh, I'm trying to think of something, suing an actor in a commercial because the commercial, let, let's say a Fen-Fen, remember the diet drug that killed people? Yeah. Let, let's say you have uh, 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 Wilford Brimley talking, uh, talk, oh, you know, Wilford Brimley who does the, uh, the the oatmeal commercial. It's good for you. Remember the old crotchety actor? Well, let's say you find out that Quaker Oats cereal causes cancer. You can't sue Wilford Brimley for being hired by them to do an ad because he's not, He's outside of that loop. He was a paid, and that that's why they say this was a paid endorsement or the actor representation or something because that means that you can't sue that actual person for saying, oh, yeah, it worked for me or it made me healthy. Well, I mean, but I, you have your influencers, and I think the well, influencers is about think, to go to what, the, what do you think, like, Ray Luetta 
for example, doing that? Is it uh, quitting? Oh, Ray Liotta for the the smoking thing? Yeah. So like, so because I know Holly was telling me how dangerous that drug was, mm-hmm. and when she says dangerous, it's just like the side effects can get suicidal. Yeah, like they can get really bad. So I was like, oh man, that Ray Liotta really put himself out there for money because he's he's shielded because he's an actor saying it worked for me. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, you I mean, read all the little dinky. We already know it doesn't matter. True. If, it, if people see it, and they're especially like the MAGA hat thing. And that's where you have to trust you know, in the it, law. But you have your influence. I think the, the way of the influencer is, is out. Uh, I think the these well, so spoiled no, actually, privilege. No, they went into this really interesting philosophy behind millennials and the people who are pre-millennials and how they're, they're receiving their advertisements through these people. Mm-hmm. And that's how it's going to continue to go because of technology. And so, like, it might not work for you or me, but they're saying the new generations of kids coming into the world. But we've always had influencers. Like, we've had the Ray Liotas of yeah, the world. Yeah, but it's Brimley's. never been this. I don't, I, that's what I think mis- is going to. Misrepresented because it's like they're, they wanted to achieve their life, this lifestyle of Kylie Jenner and, like, whatever makeup she uses, whatever shoes she wears. And you can definitely ask a lot of people, like, the influence Audrey Hepburn. And Tiffany's mm-hmm. like that was like that went hand in hand for women and men like who that's wanted- what I'm saying. I think it's going to subside because now everyone thinks that, you know, if I get more than a thousand people watching know. me on not, YouTube, I'm if, an influencer, and then they country, have these demands. If this country depends on consumerism, it's not gonna. Go. True, it's not, and I'm not opposed to it. I just, so, I mean, it works on me. I'm the guy that if if Kylie Jenner likes it, then just I'll hate it. I know what not. Well, yeah, but, I know what movies you, not. To you will watch. have an influencer on another spectrum, though. Right, and you just won't know it. Like Doctor Who. Doctor Who decided to wear a different colored scarf. You'd be like, "Man, I want to get that scarf." <laughs> How did you know about that? I'm just saying. I yeah. I, I, I know you and your nerd nerdy stuff. So that's it's like, it. All you got to do is change up a uniform on Star Trek, and people are like, "Hey, I don't have that one yet," and then and then you get influenced to buy that. I know, right? And, like, in Star Trek Generations, they start changing the uniform halfway through the movie. What's up with that? Which one, do, you know? Now I got to buy uniform two do, uniforms. Right? But, uh, but no, I think I, I think that stuff's going to stay. But also, you, we're talking about the core of it with these kids is you have these important figures who are on social media, like, represent, even representatives are saying stuff, and these are children still in high school. To me, that's what blows my mind. Like, the underlying thing that blew my mind about this whole story is these guys are kids. And, I mean, you can argue a 17-year-old's old, old enough to take it, but they weren't all 17. They were on mm-hmm. a class trip, and they were, you know, doing what they do for the freedom of speech. They were on a class trip so. to do that and were assailed and assaulted. And then made, it's like the Duke lacrosse team made to look like, you know, they were accused of race, uh, rape. Lives were destroyed. You know, once it's out there, once a, once a major news network says this is a racist kid, and look at the fawningness over David Hogg, the other kid. Yeah. You know how media just love this guy who, who would actually espouse really hate, hateful stuff. And then this kid who literally just stood there and smiled and said nothing. And he's been vilified by that same media. Well, I think this story has been kicked enough to be the dead horse or whatever that slogan saying It'll be is. interesting to see but, what happens tomorrow with it. Yeah. Well, I told you a little bit about that Native American, his... Uh, military records now, of course, are going to be investigated and people are coming out with them. And Be careful what you wish for. And apparently, he, I don't know what the really the big difference between discharge and honorably discharge uh, is. There's a big honking difference. But apparently he was discharged. So, but yeah, if you were again, discharged under less than that, honorable that conditions. That goes hand in hand with him being an activist, though. Yeah, to but, me. Yes, so, you're absolutely right. But, uh, you know, you'll some mornings Lone Star. We got to take our break. 
We'll be right back. We're going to continue the conversation. Didn't know the Oscar list was announced yesterday. And a big uproar on that one if you enjoyed the movie world. I know the Ticket Sub will be talking about that because I laughed really hard about some of these choices. But, uh, like, you know, my favorite one, I will talk about it when we come back. Okay. But uh, it's similar to Polanski or Polinsky or whatever. Sim- similar scenario is going to happen again. So it's like going to be interesting. Okay. You will be right back. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio here on Mornings of Lone Star, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, worldwide, IRLoneStar.com. Cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832 689 7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self-pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look at the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vice with Soul, Miss C.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in all 
old school R&B, and of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. Every Friday and Saturday, right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM. Or worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Alright, we're back. 955IRLoneStar.com. Hanging out in the studio alone today. We're going to be here all the way to 11. And then, uh, yeah, that's what's going on. I'm having a good time. I'm hanging out with my buddy Skippy. And uh, it is looking like it might snow, folks. Can you believe that? I can't believe that. But uh, it's 36 degrees outside, 15% chance of that snow. I, I did, I promise you, I saw a little bit of it. But, uh, but yeah, we're last segment, we were talking about the Coventry high school kids and more controversy coming out and really the underlining disappointment with journalism and especially trying to fit and blame children. I think that's one of the craziest things. I think people just hate Catholics. I think the people are just really don't like Catholics these days. Uh, I don't really know the uh, the full story, but I will say that the news media really has something going against these kids. Right. Well, Savannah Guthrie from the NBC show Today interviewed Nick Sandman. And unfortunately for Savannah, she's getting flack from both sides because those on the left are smacking her down for giving Nick Sandman uh, a national platform. Now, even though Nick Sandman, you know, did he... Could he have done things better? Who knows? You know, somewhere in the middle is the truth of all this, but what was originally portrayed was not what happened. But she's also getting spanked from the right for asking this kid, would you apologize to this Native American for your rude behavior on him? And the kid's like, no. (laughs) So, and of course, that's NBC. And NBC, of course, is the same one who did the... uh, uh, the headline about the the valedictorian who with the the misleading headline so that's enough about the media and that today well i, I think we, it's just something important to go forward with and just keep keep an eye we want to keep keep our eyes on the ground um other things that happen in the news and we can just touch on this briefly well, oh no go ahead i want to just a quick i want to ask the listeners and stuff i i wish there were some more sports people who know because I was reading that the Saints fans are filing a lawsuit to replay the NFC Championship after the missed call. They put a petition out. And I saw that, and I go, does this happen every time? And we just don't see it because the mainstream media. Because that was actually continue, like kind of connecting to both stories we're talking about is the, the, the media really is the biggest portal for people to access things. So do you think after every single football game, if someone doesn't agree, there's actually a petition for that, every single game? That's where... Because it got me thinking. Like, th- this way dragons lie. Well, I mean, this call was very controversial, so that's why enough people are getting behind it. But nothing's ever going to happen. But there's happen. always been controversial well, calls. Yeah, but, I mean, they're going to the Super Bowl. Now, I'm Don't saying... <laughs> I'm, oh, I mean, more people care, though, than, mm. like, if it was a Tuesday night game. Right. So if you at, cater into this game where the most people care and say, okay, that's the new world, then every game from yeah. this point on. Oh, no, you be... think anyone, you think they're really going to cater? There's not even one, there's 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 not one official meeting about this at all. There might be one guy going like, oh, that sucks for them. And that's all that's said at the mm-hmm. uh, front office of the uh, NFL. But no, it, it got me thinking, you know, I wonder how many people do petition 
after football games? Like, how many people really do it? Because I can see being really upset for this particular case, but do you really think anything's going to happen? Are you trying to? Oh, they're going to change rules. Maybe where if they're not, because I believe the standard is now that if there's a blown call, you know, it it stands. But unless before you, well, I think and again, this is why we need sports people on the show. I I think there is a rule after the two minute whistle, like everything's reviewed. Right, but here's the thing. It's let's say there's a questionable call. You continue the game, wait for the game to be over or get near the end, and then go back and say, oh, we got to redo this. It needs to happen at that point. So there should be a time limit on, on review, like the, like the, the slow-mo well, replay well, review. Well, there's also the respect of the referee on site who blew the whistle and made the call because there's no way to reverse a call. Mm-hmm. So right. I think that's where the, the conspiracy theory is. Very interesting. It's nice to see that people are getting rowdied up about something. Well, because like in soccer, they did that. The new VAR, which you'll be accustomed to when the World Cup comes, is now basically the VAR. The referees are being trained not to make a just like a a hardy decision until the referee in their ear goes, "All right, we got we got confirmation, so Mm -hmm. you can make your call." Because they used to do where if the ref blew the whistle and said that's that's a penalty. Uh then they would do it. But now, even if he calls penalty, they still review it. And they're like, all right, he was wrong. Cut it. And unfortunately for sports, that's going to happen more and more and more where every call is going to be under the microscope. So the game's going to drag out even more and few people, fewer people are going to watch and it'll be a dearth of sports at that point. But well, I mean, I think it'll just move on. The eyes will move on to some other sport mm-hmm. and then the thing, the circular thing will keep going that's until we start stabbing so each other in the gladiator realm. Right. So. That's why it's so dangerous to have these knee-jerk reactions with one game saying, I don't like this score, the ref blew the call, so now well, we have to redo it. You well, can't do that. What was interesting was I was listening to Joe Rogan because, you know, I'm a big fan of him, but he's mm-hmm. also a big fighter person. He's the commentator for UFC and he was talking about how he would love to see the option of fighters just fighting till one person taps out. Instead of doing it by decision and doing things like that, he's like, you just keep going till tap out or knockout. And like they just keep going. Yeah. And just keep going. And he goes, even though the fights won't be as entertaining when they reach the 30th round because they're so tired, but it's like, but someone's going to tap out. And it's like that way you can be undisputed the champion of, or the winner of the, of the match. And, uh, I'm but, a fan. And he, but he goes like, but they could never advertise it. Like it'd just be a long fight. Cause what happens now with what I, the real reason from what I understand about the rounds is I think even in boxing, when they have like the major fight, there's like 12 fights prior that same day. And even like, I think the first fights have less rounds. And as you keep increasing the next, next or next match, they increase the rounds because it's more, you know, gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. So but he's like, yeah, that's the only thing is you wouldn't be able to have 12 fights in a day. You'd have like three. And even though that'd be very entertaining, uh, but I think that's more for the purists of the sport and not for the casual bar goer to watch the, the fight. Yep. So with football, though, I think I don't really get is they have so many cameras and so many opportunities, so many stops that it's not hard to already blow a whistle, take a commercial break and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like you're, it's already built into the That's system. That's why I prefer spo- soccer. Just keep going. We'll add minutes. Because the, the VAR, end. I know what they do. Is they're literally in this room watching every single whistle, and then they literally, in, in under a minute and a half, they have a. I know they are, like they're given a certain time, but then they're like they got it like immediately because it's not hard. Soccer is really not that difficult on the rules. There's not there's not too many gray areas with things. 
and then they have the ability to zoom in real quick. Oh, his foot touched his foot, not the ball. Penalty. And no disputing. And we know that within 30 seconds because they can, like, real fast. Mm-hmm. So I don't really – I mean, I, I think soccer still is the world sport, and it's definitely going to uh, – the controversy in soccer is still fun because, like, the hand of God, that was probably one of the most fun, funniest things I've ever oh, seen. Oh, where the players are falling down. Well, no, you ever saw that? No, look it up. It's hilarious. It's uh, – uh, you ever heard of a soccer player named Maradona or Maradona from Argentina? I've, from like I've heard 70s? of. Uh-huh. Yeah, he got in front of the goal, put his hand up, and blocked the shot and uh, didn't get called for it, I think. And people were like, his hand clearly hit the ball. And then the same player, same uh, same team, like 30 years later, this one player did it. And what happened was, in his mind, he got, got red carded because you can't touch it. But his mind, he goes, this team's weak. They're not going to hit that penalty. And... Guess what? They didn't hit the penalty. There you go. So people were like, you're a shady sportsman. And he's like, hey, man, we won. <laughs> well, it's okay. So let's talk about spirit versus letter of the law. And I can actually bring this around. So you have someone like that going, okay, my job is to win the game. Yeah. I cheated because I made a tactical decision. Well, it's not cheating. He got caught. I mean, he got hit. And then he got, he got the, I mean, t- certainly, I guess it's not encouraged to hit the ball with your hand all the time. But it's not. But a saying, rule of soccer is unless you're the goalie, you are not to touch the ball with yeah. your hand. So if he purposely touched the ball true. with his I hand, I guess that's considered cheating. Then that's is breaking that, the that, rule. It's yeah, breaking a rule. It's breaking the rule. Which is okay, so we'll say break rule instead of cheat. Well, because cheating to me is you got away with it. Well, you can get caught cheating, honestly. So true. So he was cheating. Well, I'll I'll, I'll agree with that. He was cheating. Okay. So it's the the letter of the law is win the game. The spirit of the law is within the realms of, of, of this game. Yeah. For instance, and this is going to sound funny, um, kind of as a, as a brain, uh, something just to keep my brain occupied from time to time, I'm playing this new game app on my phone, and it's a Star Trek game. Okay. And basically you just mine for, for stuff and blow up bad guys and complete missions. And that's, you know, build up, your, build up your fleet. You know, it's kind of laid back to me, but... It has been taken over by apparently the latest word is chode. I don't know what it means, but it sounds awesome without people like don't me look it up complaining. Don't look it up. Is it a dirty word? It's 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 a dirty word. Oh, sorry. Well, it's not one of the seven we can't say, so I feel feel comfortable. But what they do is you get these punk kids who will rack up their you know get get a strength level five or ten times that of most normal people. Then just go around and blow up people at random. Yeah. You know, just all it spends all, time all day, and what they're doing is saying, "Well, this is a war game," and people like me are going, "No, this is actually started." You have know nothing about the Star Trek universe because they're like, "Yeah, whoa, whoa, we want to watch whoa. the world burn." Oh, you're you're not playing a role playing game here, man. You're playing a war game. Sorry. Well, no, you're playing a Star Trek game. I'm sorry. And so, but so again, it's spirit versus letter of the law or the game that the letter of the game says, you know, earn points. Get get as many dilithium crystals as you can. Build your fleet best you can. Well, you're, you but you want to do it in the realm of the Star Trek universe because people like me going, why don't you guys go find a Wolfenstein and go find a game? Oh, why can't they blow you up, though? Like, why can't they? They can, but what they do is all they do is they'll, they'll pick on people with literally one-fifth people who just no, yeah. no chance of fighting back. Basically, I just want to go... And mine some some so, crystals. Sounds like a game that needs to be reevaluated. It's on the developers. And, and in fact, there was a big smackdown because they had this one. Uh, they had a competition a couple of weekends ago where it was player versus player combat. You won point extra points. Yeah. 
And it turned into this this bloodbath where you just had these, again, these kids. And, you know, I asked them on the chat, it's like, aren't you in school right now? Because obviously you're you're 13 years old on this. I just want to watch the world burn, man. Yeah. And, you know, no, I would definitely be one of those people blowing you up. I'm like, oh, there's a little weakling. He's behind the pack. Yeah, well, mommy's got he a said, name for guys like you. He got you separated then. from the pack. I'll take him. Yeah. And that's all they do, just just spend all day just blowing up people who basically don't deserve it. And it's, it's like, I don't want to say it's bullying, but, you know, when I have a strength human, of 5,000. It's 000, human nature, man. Well, that's, that's what Roddenberry in Star Trek tried to say is we overcome these bait. Now, of course, he was very... But not everybody class. in the Star Trek world overcame that, though. Yeah. But... I'm just hoping that these kids get bored. So soon you're enough saying, and move what on would happen else? if they killed you? But before they killed you, they said assimilate, and then you'd be okay with it. Well, they wouldn't assimilate you. They wouldn't kill you after assimilating. Well, you. maybe of course you'd say no. I'd be like, okay, and then they'd, you know, yeah. Just follow you. So I, I, I'm if, a fan if, of following the if, spirit. If they role played into killing you. Mm-hmm. That'd be okay with I, you. I think finding loopholes and taking it to the, the edge funny. of the stricture, that's more of a legal tactic. But that's as far funny. as sports or, or entertainment goes, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of, of following the spirit more than the letter. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about that with uh, the Oscars. Okay. So if you didn't know, the Oscar nominations has come out, and I made a joke on a tease in our last break that the Oscars is faced with another controversy because if you didn't know, today more people came out against Brian Singer, who is the director of The Usual Suspects, the first round of the old X Men movies from the two thousands, and then uh, he directed but was fired from the Golden Globe winning movie Bohemian Rhapsody, the Queen movie. So he directed enough of the movie, according to the law of Hollywood, Directors they, Guild. Yeah, Directors Guild. He is credited as the director. So th- I think the it's going to be funny to see how they weasel their way around not mentioning this guy because he was nom- that movie was nominated for actor, uh, best picture, and then a couple other things. Uh, so, but it has, I think he was also a producer, but I doubt they'll, I don't think they're obligated to read every single producer's name when they win best picture. Uh, but I don't know because there can be up to 30 producers. Yeah, so, so, well, they have the same instance with Weinstein. Well, I know it's, it's, just fun, it's funny to me that this is a constant plague in how Hollywood's ability to look over it. But he's listed as actual best director, he, yeah. right? Well, no, he's, no, he was not nominated for director. Okay. Well, so, then there's no reason for it to get up on the stage. No, no. I, I'm talking about how they're going to kind of weasel their way around without talking about him. And that's what I kind of, that's what I enjoy is folks freaking out about that stuff. And did you know that was going on at all? Did you know, like today they got the people who, because it was underage kids and stuff. Yeah, like, I did see Brian Singer. That like he's in big trouble. The list is, is growing. Uh, but there's a lot of movies that got nominated. A lot of people were like, why? Like, what, what's going on? And probably the biggest one uh, would be Black Panther and Bohemian Rhapsody and somewhat of Vice. Because Vice got, like, best original screenplay, which, I mean, I guess that's, Somewhat true. It's based off of a true story, so it kind of wrote itself. But you can't argue that, right? You're a writer. Would you Would you give them a best original screenplay for writing Vice? The original, yeah, because it's not an adaptation of another. But it's like an adaptation of like a real life event. No, so it still count. No, I was curious. I don't. Really adaptation know means um, like a book. It's already based off of another written thing. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, Black Panther and Bohemian Rhapsody. That to me, I just don't. A Black Panther, big best picture. 
That was just like a pat on the back to this. I th- yeah, I think that was the the pity date. And, you know, of course, my rule, Thompson rule philosophy, uh, philosophy number one is always take the pity date. Uh, but Black Panther, it's, they had to give a nod that, okay, you have kept the music, in, uh, the, the movie industry alive for another year by, by, and celebrating that it was pretty much African American, like through and through. Mm-hmm. So it was actually a more successful attempt to do an all specific cast because Ghostbusters failed miraculously. Exactly. Now, if this were the People's Choice Awards, yeah, it would win hands down. I don't think it's going to win anything except maybe best costume or something. But you got Black Panther, Black Klansman, which is the, uh, isn't the, the, is that, that's not the spoof one, is it? No. Well, it, it it's not a spoof, but it's uh, the Spike Lee Oh, movie. about the, uh, the, the, the black guy yeah. who, a reporter who manages to join the Klan. Yeah. Uh, you got Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, the favorite, Green Book. Green Book, isn't that the, uh, um, Vigo Mortensen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so have you noticed a lot of black themes this time around? Yeah, but I also think the the industry is shifting where they're, I mean, that's how you become more diverse is you just keep making movies. And then if they're making, a, if black themed movies are popular, then they're going to go for it. But I, my my opinion on the, the movies that were chosen, the, it's just, just they're weak movies. Yeah, I'm looking at these, and none of them I raced out to go watch. If if they show up on a free HBO uh, preview weekend on my cable channel, I, I might record it. I think the only movie outside of all the it would be Roma, and uh, A Star Is Born as something that's more creatively different. Right, but even Star Is Born, remember that's that's been made several times. Yeah. So Judy Garland was in one. Barbara Streisand was in one. Well, I meant so. more like the, the creative. Because, like, Lady Gaga joined the project. She started writing the, the original song. So, like, there was a creative force behind right. making the movie. But probably Roma is the only one that probably really <laughs> needs to be on there, and that was a Netflix movie. Exactly. So, now, I do like the animated features because we have Incredibles 2. Yeah. Um, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, I, I guess. Uh, I think, you know, there weren't that many Disney Pixar movies that went out. And then Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And I would be really, really, really surprised if that did not get it. Yeah. There are a lot of weak movies this year. You know? Weak. Yeah, I, I have to. Now, also, here's the thing. Roma was is also the, up for the best foreign language film. So I think that's what, you know, Roma gets up. They're up against uh, some others. Well, no, yeah. Roma is probably, because I watched it. And it's beautifully made. It's a fun, and it's not horrible, not horrible. I don't know. It's just a good movie. It's on Netflix. People should check it out if you like reading subtitles. But uh, that's the only thing I can see people hating about it because it's black and white, and it, it's an artistic film. But It's an artsy film. Yeah. No. Well, some people are, are kind of figuring out because of Netflix being who they are. For example, like AMC. AMC usually does the Oscar roundups where you can go watch all the movies. Well, they, can't, they won't show Roma because apparently there wasn't a contract built with because it was released on Netflix where they're allowed to put it on a silver screen. Hmm. So a lot of people are saying like, oh, that takes away from the intended purpose of watching the, you know, when you're thinking about the Oscars, you're thinking about the big screen. But one guy even mentioned that I was reading online goes, you know, everyone who votes on this stuff, they don't watch it in the big screen. They get like DVDs and they watch it at home. Yep. 
So everyone's watching. Interesting, top. because yeah, historically it's been you had to, we had to release it to three three screens yeah. on December 29th, so it'll get under the deadline. I was like, yeah, we'll just throw it out on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So I, I think people, if you're if you want to see a neat movie and take the time, because that's actually I was talking about this on the Tiki stuff. Like I hate taking time now to watch serious movies. I have a feeling. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did they ever find a uh, a host for this Oscar? Uh, I don't think so. I think this is going to be by far the lowest watched Oscars, like in history. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Like, there's not a lot of strong movies. Weak movies, you know. It's we have a movie up for best. I mean, my prediction is Christian Bale is going to win. He's going to say something controversial. Yeah, that's all. That's it. Yeah, that's all they can do is that they're going to. You're. It'll be a repeat of the Golden Globes. You're absolutely right. So, man, it's funny. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, so let's take a break real quick. Let's take a we break. Take, take a break. It's ten fifteen, folks. Already? Yeah, man, it's crazy, right? But uh, we're gonna uh, be back. Thanks for tuning in, and you're listening to Royce Was in another lifetime, world of toil and blood. located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Does volunteering at a nonprofit horse sanctuary sound wonderful? Or are you a veteran or a veteran spouse and think trying a peer group session through a local Horses and Heroes equine program might be worth trying? Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary, located in Grand Central Park by appointment only, is home to a growing number of rescued and donated horses. Visit our website at henryshomehorsesanctuary.org or check out our Facebook at Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary for more information. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. 
Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936-709-7671. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. Hanging out in the studio. It is 1020. Beautiful day. Shout out to all the folks watching us on Facebook Live. Hope you guys are doing good. And uh, it's 1020. Like I said, we've been talking all sorts of things. We got Coventry High School talk. We got Oscar talk. We got people suing the NFL talk. And I know uh, Skippy has a couple of things he wants to bring up and chat a little bit about. So what's on your headline that well, you want to talk what about? What just now popped in my head is this song. This is the one that they play at the end of Jerry Maguire. I just, the, I've been tapping do, my foot all morning Why do people like that movie so much? Do you think it was just the lack of good movies during that time? No, I, I enjoyed it because it was human. You had... I got ants on my walls, Jerry. Because <laughs> that's the only thing I really remember. It had very layered characters. I, I, I yeah. loved it for the for the, uh, the the characterization only. Yeah. Uh, the You got Rod Tidwell, the Cuba Gooding, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Well, they character. should do, they should redo Jerry Maguire. And then he's the agent of the guy who knelt or kneeled. <laughs> and then, then we ha that would be good. It's I, no, I love it. You have a, a man approaching middle age who has a crisis of confidence, faith, and career, and it, it works out well. You know, he and you find out his flaws are he just can't get intimate. You know, he's great at friendship, lousy at intimacy, and and makes us gets married for all the all, wrong reasons. And then it's how are we going to make ourselves out? There are no bad people in this except for Bob Sugar. You know, the Jay Mar character who steals all his clients. But that's sports agency world. You, you know, you, you can't even hold it against Jay Marr for that. But, no, I love that movie because the, the, there was no single bad guy. Everyone, you know, you see jerkwad Rod Tidwell, who with his wife, you know, Jerry Maguire realizes, oh, he's all about family. And, and people learn from each other on it. So I was, I was very happy about that. But uh, some late-breaking news. I need breaking news sound effects, please. <laughs> I'll take it. There's been an arrest. And the if you remember a week or so ago, we were talking about the uh, woman, woman in the vegetative state for the past 14 years in a, in a nursing facility who suddenly gave birth, went to labor and gave birth. And they're like, wait, we didn't even know she was pregnant. First off, thanks for wait, the wait, care wait, you wait. provide. I know. Yeah, wait, it's not that surprising. It wasn't like that, was it? Yeah. Like, they it, did not know say, she was pregnant. When I say not that surprising, I mean... 
they walk in like, oh, she's moving. She's alive. Oh, that's a baby coming out. No way. No, well, I'm sure I'm sure there were, you know, monitors hooked up and like, wait, her heartbeat's going up. She's she's seizing. So they didn't see the hump in her? How was this baby alive? Yes. A, a birth occurred and I'm telling you It sounds like an X-Files episode. I know, right? But an arrest has been made. A male nurse um who will remain nameless. Are we sure it's a male? Yes. Okay. Um the, the name's out there but I I, I'm a fan of not releasing yeah. names until well, there's names been a doesn't matter. What are we going to stalk them on Facebook? Yeah, right. But a male nurse, and they got him with a DNA test. So he cared for her and left his idiotic enough to leave his DNA. This is right out of Kill Bill. You know, remember Buck? When, well, when yeah, what's strange coma? to me is, like, you think anyone goes, hey, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, you get this person pregnant? Yeah. And it happened. <laughs> Well, what's that happens is that you just sold your soul for a little nookie because this is literally, this is rape in its ultimate degree yeah. here. And so should this man be, of course, found guilty? Uh, no, I'll phrase it like this. Whomever the perpetrator is, may they roast heartily in the That's netherworld. That's really interesting that no one, they, you're not telling me the truth about no one knowing this woman was Look pregnant. Look it up, my friend. They say the first indication they got she was pregnant was when she went into labor. Because don't you think if they'd known about it beforehand, they would have done a secret abortion and make, it, make keep themselves out of the news. I feel like that's a lifetime movie. It's gonna be. It's got a lot of things. Well, yeah. To it. Again, you already had it. It was in Kill Bill. The My mor- name the mor- is Buck. The moral dilemma. Like, what do we do? Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, they. I, if and, they had caught and, it and earlier, you got that awkward. They would have her body, in. her choice. I'm like, well, she's in a coma. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, if they caught it earlier, they they would have hauled into the doctor state late at night. State. She's, she's yeah. in a vegetative state. Uh, they would have called in a doctor late at night, taking care of it, and no one's the wiser. So part of me is glad that this was caught because this guy would have gotten away with it. I still it. can't get over that place. That place probably is going to get investigated. Now. Oh, huge honking time because That's it's like, really again, not creepy. only did you have a guy who impregnated a woman in a vegetative state, but also you didn't even know she was impregnated. What kind of care are you providing? So, yeah. What? Yeah, so there is that. So late-breaking news. Justice looks like it's going to be served. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm glad. I'm so glad you did not wear a condom. I'm so glad that you left your DNA behind so you could get caught. And if this is indeed you, the perpetrator, whoever you are, you're gonna get what you deserve. Yeah. Uh, now, speaking of healthcare and and bad healthcare, uh, a recent poll from the Kaiser Family Foundation, which is actually leans um towards science and facts. Okay. You, you know that's where the bias. Well, a name like it. Kaiser. Right? Recently conducted a poll where 56% of those polled, now I'm not did, sure did what the, the sample is. Did the foundation get its money inventing the role? The role, yes, the Kaiser role. Are you serious? No. Okay. No. I don't know what Kaiser means. Kaiser is, well, Kaiser is a leader in old Germany. So they named like a role Kaiser after him? Yes. The Kaiser role was named after him. Okay. Like the Wilhelm scream. I'm on no, no carb diet, so I got to... Everything Why? Telling, you weigh 40 pounds every, Everything wet. you're telling me I can't listen to. Kaiser Panay sounds like a conspiracy theory. Kaiser's First. Kaiser Soze? Yeah, he's yeah, he's in trouble now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, right. So we were saying... Okay, 56% Kaiser- of those polled, and I'm not sure of the sampling, are for a Medicare for all, a single-payer Medicare system. Okay. And that's, well, especially with a couple of friends of mine, it's a hearty it's, debate it's, topic. Yeah. Because... I grew up overseas where there was nationalized health. 
and it sucked. It almost literally almost killed me. It was you when you don't pay anything, you get what you pay for. And well, these, I think well the way you should approach it is you don't pay for it, but if you want the better care, you do have to pay for it. And the 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 kind of half joke right? is yeah, I absolutely agree. Like the, you had the option, like say you're you know a wealthy person in that same scenario. Yes. You could have been like, let me pull out my wallet. Give me better care. And then mm-hmm. they'd be like, okay, right. taken care of. And that's how I think uh, this could be a wonderful uh, topic debate. And actually a couple of friends of mine and I were talking, actually talking with you about starting a podcast or a show yeah. called Civil Discourse. For sure. About topics like this because a dear friend of mine, Sean Havronic, is firmly for nationalized health care. I'm firmly opposed to it. But we both have our own reasons for wanting it that are highly personal, and neither of us is wrong. So we want to have a forum with a third friend of ours named Jay Blanchard to be able to discuss polarizing topics. So don't make the announcement now if you're not going to do it. Oh well, kinda, no! Now see now, now we're on. I put us on on teasing on me, record now. We got to do it now. But so with this is my issue with Medicare. It, whoa, whoa! Did you just sneak in like a headline to talk about your personal beliefs on something? Sean, we talked about this, man. <laughs> we talked about this. Well, with Medicare, why just take my personal beliefs out of it. Why is it not the norm right now? Well, from what I understand, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is it Medicaid is Me- Yeah, Medicaid is for people who need help. Medicare is at all ages. And yeah, Medicare is for the old people. From what I understand, is socialized because you have to be on it. One you don't way have to, you don't have to take it, no. Well, you'll get penalized. If you're not on it after like a certain age, yeah, yeah, right? well, sixty six months before. Like, so you if you're sixty five, you have to be registered. I'm not sure that you have to be because my dad told me he did. Oh, he did. And well, he then was it... like, he goes, we, we already have it, but it's it's age appropriate now. Well, here's the thing: then don't pay the premium. It's like you're moving the. the I think the no, you post. have to register for it. I don't think you have to take it. We got to pay. Well, I just refuse to pay then. So, yeah, but here's the thing: it's if you don't get your Remember, people talk about healthcare is we, healthcare is too expensive. It's not healthcare. Well, healthcare is expensive, but people are confusing healthcare insurance. The yeah, I think a lot of people and that's where the when they say my premiums are too high. That's not health. The premiums aren't healthcare. The premiums are healthcare insurance. Insurance companies have to charge a lot of money because healthcare costs are out of control. The five hundred bucks for a box of Kleenex. The yeah. ten thousand bucks for getting a splinter out in the emergency room. And I'm not... I, I think that's how it works. I mean, I w- I so that's where the fall down is. The people going after the wrong target. You need to be going after the healthcare providers, not the insurance carriers, to go after Aetna or, or, or Blue Cross Blue Shield because the premiums are too high. Is like going after Geico because you want a, a Mercedes-Benz but the insurance premiums are too high for it, that you can't afford your Mercedes-Benz. To me, there's literally no difference. And so you want to pay lower, you got to get... That's that's the issue. Same thing with... And this sounds bad because... Well, like, let me ask you something. And if anyone else knows this, so say we have perfect examples around the world who have the socialized medicine or Medicare for all or whatever. Mm-hmm. So how much more expensive is the better care? Oh, you mean to get care on top yeah, of it? So, like, well, for example, well, that's where you open it up to. Like, how much more is it? Uh, I, I don't have a fact and figure on that, but it's the more you pay, 
if you're able to pay for it, the better the care will be. Because one thing that I would love to see in the whole the whole mix of the Medicare or Medica is there's more of a system to where you understand what you're paying for. Mm-hmm. For example, like if I if I get in a car wreck and I have to go, like I have to go to the hospital. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts. But then that's where it becomes kind of like, oh, we're going to make up some number. That's how much you have to pay us. But see, that, that law was just passed. That now hospitals have to post their costs. So, but, Like at the door. So when you go in, even before you, 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 you sign up for anything, you get to see what costs are going to be. Because that's where a lot of the sticker shock happens. Well, I mean, I, and especially for procedures, though, because we're not talking about emergency Medicaid. We're talking about just general Medicare or medical care for people. So, like, get your flu shot. Go get – so, like, to me, that's where you go, hey, if I call up, I'm like, I'm shopping around going, I want to get the best of, like, my arm broke. My arm feels weird. I want to go get it checked out. Who gives me the best x-ray price? Right. Or gave me the best care. And, mm-hmm. like, it's going to cost you $200. Because I remember, like, when I went and I had this weird thing in my, up up here, my navel cavity, that it kept bleeding. Like, I kept having nosebleeds. Okay, and, Artie Lang, stop the cocaine. Then well, no, it was somehow up. they said something like either I breathe in real heavily and somebody sharp went up and just cut it. But anyway, I went in there and I go, how much is this going to cost me? I want to pay right now. And they're like, it's going to cost you this much. So I gave them, I go, thank you. And then I got a bill for an additional money when I left. Mm-hmm. And, I, and this is like a month and a half later. So I call them. I was like, hey, y'all told me this is how much it's going to cost. And I paid cash right then and there. And I had insurance. And then they're like, oh, well, we've, you know, we discovered these other things. And I'm like, well, you <laughs> not know, my problem. Well, that's what I kind of said. And I was like, well, I'm going to pay it because I don't want to keep talking to you. But I was like, this kind of messed up, just so you know. Yeah. My issue with Medicare for All is it's prohibitively expensive. And I know that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, this is one of her pet projects, and they're talking about, you know, it'll increase the budget by $80 trillion over 10 years. You know, just an amount that basically we'd have to go up to almost an 80% tax rate. And anything that breaks 50% is just wrong, in my opinion. For you to be taxed more than you keep, if I make a dollar and I have to give 51 cents of it away, for for some for taxes, there's something's wrong with that system, and that's why. So will this be more like Norway? Well, well, yeah. Well, they have a 70, 80 percent tax rate. You get to keep 20 percent of the money you make. For every dollar you make, you get to keep 20 cents. No. So my thought on health, uh, Medicare for all. The problem with Medicare is it covers everything, but so many things. They'll say it's on a case by case basis, and of course, it's open for fraud with that. It's when I ran for president last time, and it's my platform again, I'm a fan of a, 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 a kind of a dual system where basic maintenance, preventative care, and palliative care, meaning if, you know, if you're on, if you're dying to make you comfortable, that should be covered under Medicare for all. You know, uh, uh, you break your leg playing a soccer game as a kid, it's covered. You know, basic care, uh, broken bones, flu shots, uh, Little exams in the butt, butt. Yeah, Pre- maintenance care, preventative care. On but bare what, bones. What, what should come out of my pocket? Nothing for that. Okay. Unless maybe well, asking, maybe a ten dollar copay. But I'm saying I'm like, that that's it. That, what that, should come out of my pocket though? And like, what instance am I paying for stuff? Anything beyond that, where elective surgeries. Oh yeah. Uh, partial payment for the the heavier stuff. You well, know, like for example, like I tore my ACL. I don't necessarily need to have surgery. I could still walk mm-hmm. after a while, but I can't like run. So where would that fall under? 
that's where I, that would be a tier two. Tier one is the basic level. Okay. Like the broken, so I'd have to pay out of my pocket for the tier yeah, two. Yeah, but a partial, basically, that's as you go higher up more elective stuff. Um, so, like, I lose my finger. Yeah, here's the well, thing. If there's still, a non-surgical I, if alternative. If I lose my finger, I chop it off. Uh-huh. I put it on ice. I go to the place. I'm like, hey, I got this finger. Can you put it back on? Well, that's a tier two. Because technically, you could still manage your life without your finger. But here's the thing: you'd be paying for it anyways under any. So it's not like it's unfair. Like, oh, great! Now I got to pay. I lose a finger. I got to pay. Well, you have to anyway. Uh, tier two. And then you know, tier four, tier five is liposuction, hair transplants, and you know, and that's where the insurance companies get to provide competitive rates. Going, okay, so the basic stuff's covered. We don't have to worry about that. So now we can offer you, and that's where I think the ACA Obamacare what? fell flat. The one thing that one thing was the mandate that you had to buy it. Number two was, oh, I'm about to sneeze. <coughs> well, I think there's a lot of confusion. That there was no cafeteria thing. Is you, I had to pay under Obamacare. I had to pay for birth control. Well, yeah, I think you do anyway, even if you have insurance and you're know, like a private. But that's insurance. what I'm saying. You need to go to a cafeteria thing. As I get older, one of three things is going to get me, Dick: stroke, heart but, attack, but cancer. But insurance aren't going to. The insurance company aren't going to tell you what you're paying for. But that's where you. This is where there needs to be an overhaul of it, to where you force the insurance companies to provide competitive care because the basic needs are taken care of. I think the basic needs, the tier one that I was talking about, falls under life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. You know, the constitutional protection of okay, you need to be able to to live and provide anything that keeps you from living or or being able to provide for yourself should be covered, and then you work yourself up. My problem with Obamacare, there's no cafeteria. As I get older, birth control for my wife and I is literally a non-starter. We we don't need it. Yeah, but you're. How, but how I do need you know additional. Huh? How do you know you're paying for it? Well, I think with my plan, with the the Skippy Health plan, it should be more of. Uh, and I'm sorry, I just read Bert's note. How would I know about hair? Uh, I'm because I miss it. I remember the things that I miss, and I will move well, on. No, really, I don't. I, I, when you're again. saying this this birth control deal, like. You're not paying for that. Yeah. All plans under under Obamacare had to include birth control. Okay. Now, my plan is to take the a, but, a, a, but, but you're saying, a menu of all possible... But, but even if you went to a private ties, it's not like they're saying, oh, hey, this is this includes birth control. This is this, this includes coverage for you. Right. So you but get, it included you, coverage of things that I would never... Yeah, but it's not like need. the money you're paying is going to somebody else who's paying for it. It's more of it's well, not, it goes in the pool. Well, it's and not. Was, well, it's kind of like doing the pre pre. That was the other issue with Obamacare is it was charging young people pre existing conditions. Yeah. So like, well, and that's another. Here's the thing about pre existing conditions and healthcare. People are opposed to it. I'm not fully for it myself, but health insurance. Remember, these are insurance providers. They're expected to allow pre existing conditions when no other insurance. Life insurance, car insurance, house insurance. If the house is, uh, I mean, that's if the house is blowing up or has a leak or has electrical problems, industry, it's though. a pre-existing condition. You can't tell the insurance company you can't take that in consideration with my premium rates. Yes, you can. So that that's a whole other can of worms. But my suggestion for for my healthcare plan is you take you have a, a menu and you choose like a cafeteria menu. You choose ten items that most 
affect you. For instance, I would have to have cancer, cardio care, hair transplant, oncology care, uh, dental care, finger care, yeah, you know, osteo care. But not those are on my plan. But I don't need birth control. I don't need. Um, but you're probably getting to the point where it's like going to be like cents. It's going to be like, oh, you're not want birth control. That's five cents off. Well, no, it's you have your ten. 10 things that your healthcare personally covers for you under the Medicare for all plan, my, my basic plan yeah. as you get older. Um, make, you know, the top five, top three. Like I said, one I, of three things. Regardless is of what you're wanting to do, that you're still going to have to pay, and people can just arbitrarily say, oh, by the way, since you went from nine to 10, we're going to charge you an extra $200. As long as it's within reason. But here's the thing it, no, it's got to start. Never. It starts off with tort reform because that's what's making the hospitals and doctor's offices charge 3000 bucks for a box of Kleenex. And so you got to start with tort reform. You got to bring down health care costs and then health care insurance costs, a.k.a. your premiums, will come down as a result. No, they already get their money. Boats They're not going down. Because foresight is 2020. Down. We'll be right back. Listen, Maureen's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. And uh, we got one more segment left, so we'll be returning shortly. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936 647 3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids are moved from their home because of abuse and neglect, and we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit costaspeaksforkids.com. That's costaspeaksforkids.com. Hey, guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, 
Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. An estimated 1 in 10 births will result in a neonatal intensive care stay, also known as the NICU. Overnight, a family can find themselves and their newborn baby in a critical situation. The Mila Foundation financially and spiritually assists families in need. If you would like to volunteer or become a monthly sponsor, please visit us at www.themilafoundation.org. Again, that's www.themilafoundation.org, because every life matters. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. All right, welcome back. Last segment. On Mornings of Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and of course, Facebook Live. All right, so one segment left. What are we going to talk about? Let's cram it all in. All right, so give me the update on the State of the Union. Are we doing it or not? Uh, who knows? So we still, because it happened, it had to happen on the 20th, right? And now we're not doing it? When's the day it has to happen on? No, it didn't have to happen on the 20th. It's once a year. On the 20th. I don't think it has to be on the 20th. Oh, they just kind of pick um, a day. Yeah. Because like, the 20th is typically inauguration. So could they do day. it in March? It needs, oh, it needs to be within a certain time frame within within that year. So you so can't, it you can't be, let more than... It could than, be December 29th or December 31st? Yeah, I believe so. Man. But yeah. here's the thing is, is who knows what Trump's going to do on this. Uh, there's talk about him actually holding at the border. Now, remember, constitutionally, all he has to do is just literally just call the, the Speaker of the House... Say, hey, listen, you know, economy's up, unemployment's down, healthcare's up, whatever. Hurrah, hurrah. Hurrah, you know, and hang up. You know, the president actually has to ask permission to join, to enter the chamber to, to deliver the State of the Union. There's nothing constitutionally that says it has to happen at the, the Capitol. There's talk about him delivering it at the border, you know, of course, which is a Secret Service nightmare. I'm just dying to see what happens on that one. So that's up in the air. Uh, something the Supreme Court came down with, uh, they upheld the temporary ban while arguments are being heard of transgender people in the military. Okay. Um, and that's, talk about it's a hot-button topic that you can't pin down to a soundbite. 
in, in other words, and I'm speaking, uh, I'll take my personal feelings out of this and saying that not the military is not for everyone, and that there are limits and rules and protocols. Now that needs to be malleable because in the old days it was black people would just you know had no business being in the military because they would. You know, you can't yeah. make some white people. Then it was gays in the military. Yeah. The exact same arguments were given, and the life goes on, you see. So I think trans is the next one, but it has to go through a process uh, because there will be that. And and I think what, it, what I was reading about this con- like this issue was it wasn't, it wasn't that they couldn't serve. It was more of they were having trouble passing the psychological exam. That's the whole point. And then it just so happened was they were – they're transgender because up until recently gender identity has been viewed as a mental disorder or an emotional disorder and just historically that's that's how it's been viewed wouldn't they need to go after other federal government agencies like say the fbi like they do strict interviews and i wonder how they do their interviews when they do the psychological interviews and but then again it's like we're also talking about something that you know, we can't we can't sit here as the government preventing people from doing things because of what they want to do with their lives. No, but I but think it is up to the is, government to say for certain aspects, not in the private industry, but for public service and military will count as that you have to be able to do it. Now, I personally believe, you know, trans person can serve just as fit as a gay person, as a black person, as a white person, yeah. as a woman. But there are, you know, in SEAL training for women... In the Marine Corps, there there have been two standards, and you know, forget the movie GI Jane, you know that that Demi Moore movie where she's like, I want to be treated just like the guys. I highly doubt she herself could have made it because she hadn't trained for it. She was a desk job, naval officer until she decided to go for it. So you know, most SEALs spend their lives, or at least their young adult lives, training for it. So they get in there, they can survive it. Um, but not everyone can be a SEAL. So that's why you have to follow protocols um, and procedures and let it go through the court, let it go through the Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court, all they did is upheld the temporary ban. Basically, you can't serve until we get this thing figured out. So that's what that is. Uh, I am confident that the resolution will happen to this to the best possible outcome. And, and I'll phrase it like that. But that's the Supreme Court doing its business. And it didn't fall down, well, you know, pro-Trump, pro-anyone. Uh, well, I want to, uh, we got five minutes left, so we're going to be closing out the show. What? All right. Well, so I want to do a, I want to do okay. a shout out to Kyle Gordy. Okay. He is the world's most popular sperm donor. Throughout America, he's already got 18 kids, five more on their way to the point where. They tell him? Huh? They tell him? Yeah. Well, yeah. He knows full well. How? I thought they weren't supposed to tell you if like. Well, Do you get like notifications on your phone. We got another one. Way to go! <laughs> well, apparently on uh, the local level, there was some concern about maybe some of these kids may be meeting each other, and and there could be some inadvertent incest happening as a result. But Kyle Gordy, aka the world's most popular sperm donor, says, "No, nah, he's reducing that risk by making sure that the parents are introduced online." So you know, okay, you're having my kid, and you're having my kid, and so you guys can't hook up somewhere. But uh. Well, uh, Kyle Gordy, right. good on I you like for I like it. making a buck <laughs> the old-fashioned way. But, uh, okay, so let's just give a heads up for everyone. Uh, if you're joining us and we're closing out the show, we're still giving away two tickets to Lost and Yonkers. 
And that's happening this weekend. So that's tickets for this weekend's performance, either Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If you are interested in going, all you have to do is just message us. And that's either on our Facebook or Twitter or our email or call in at 936-647-3776. And uh, we will put you in the pot. And basically on Friday's show at 1045, we'll draw. And that person is going to win two tickets. I think we're actually giving away two tickets every week for this. Yeah. So we will do. I think it runs four weekends, three or four weekends. So what we will do is we'll keep your name in the pot. So uh, that'll be easy. It's easy peasy. There will be accumulation. Yeah. So a just, culmination. Yeah. Just say you want in and we'll we'll draw and it'll be fun. Uh, we got that. And then we will not be here tomorrow, but we will be here Friday. We got two special guests coming in. Very excited about that. Mm-hmm. We're going to have Dale Bayer. Bayer. Daryl Bayer. He is the Woodland Symphony director, and he's coming in talking about a really cool thing happening this weekend with the uh, Woodland Symphony Season 5 Vivo. Uh, it, it's We're going to talk about that, of course. And then we're going to have Catherine Lane. Who's going to be in last Friday, but we had a sick guy. I was sick. She is a local novelist who has a new book called Coyote Zone about human trafficking. And it's a, a novel, so it's going to be fiction. So we're going to talk to her. And I think she's going to bring in a special guest, too. Very excited about that. More information can be found on our event page at uh, our Facebook page at you know MW Lone Star. And then outside of that, that's it. That's it for us. So we're going to be heading out. Thanks for joining us, guys. Again, good luck. Enter that little contest we're having for the uh, the folks doing the Lost in Yonkers. The Players Theater Company presents Lost in Yonkers at Owen Theater. Tickets available at owentheater.com. Uh, Sean, it was good to see you. Good to see you, man. Make I'll miss sure, you tomorrow. Make sure not to get too upset about your little game. People blowing <laughs> you up. I've been there before. And, uh, folks, thanks for tuning in. Today's show, we are partnered with our good partners here in Montgomery County with Bean Punk Coffee, yeah. which is now open down this road. And they are oh so warm. Oh, yeah. You know, if you need a break from the cold, go in there. Just warm and inviting and, and warm for real warm. And uh, creative content creations, C3Memories.com. And then Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, folks. All right. We will see you guys Friday. But she wanted my soul. Don't think twice, it's all right.